Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but also to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Okay, in today's episode, we are following on from our Monday's theme where we were looking at having kick-ass intent. Today, we are looking at how we can power up your intent. So if you haven't listened to Monday's episode, you will probably want to go and check that out either before listening to this one or you can go back and check it out afterwards. But basically, in Monday's episode, I was talking to you about the importance of intent in business. And I was talking about some of the sort of fundamentals around why it's so powerful to have that intent with what you do. I also gave you a few hints and tips as to how you might be able to apply that intent. Today, however, we are going to give you a how-to session. So we're going to break down what are the fundamental components of intent and also what can you do to boost those and power those up. Sound good? Of course it does. Okay, before we get stuck in, just a really wee catch-up from the previous session. A little bit of a recap. And basically what I was talking about was saying how, you know, if you don't focus your energy, you don't focus your attention, if you don't focus that intent into getting the objective to move your agenda forward to achieve a goal, then you are weak, okay? Not weak as a person, but your power is down. You're not really penetrating hard out there into the world around you. And I referred to intent as being kind of like the prism that you put light through. And, you know, light surrounds you right now. There's light everywhere. It doesn't really do anything apart from, you know, nicely reflect, you know, back into your eyes so you can see the world around you. But there's no real force behind light. You're sitting in it right now everywhere. However, put it through a prism and suddenly you have a laser beam that can cut through six inches of steel. That's what intent is for me. It takes all your energy, all those resources. It's your time. It's your money as well, but away your time, money, and your energy. It's what I call the three core resources. And the prism of intent focuses it and therefore makes it multiples in terms of the impact and the power that you can have with what you already possess. It's not about having necessarily more money or more energy or more time, although obviously all those things would be useful. It's about maximizing the use of what you currently have access to. In episode 70, Monday's episode, I also referred to my self-defense background and how it was intent that was the great leveler in any unlevel combat okay so someone that was older weaker smaller not as fit not as strong not as good and intent was the thing that gave the underdog the absolute fighting chance today i want to share with you the three components of what makes up intent and they are loosely number one commitment number two focus and number three discipline so i'm going to break each of these down And I'm going to get you to think about 
where the gaps are for you, and I'm going to share with you how you can actually apply this, okay? So let's look at commitment first and foremost. So when you think about commitment and your commitment to things, seeing things through, I just want you to rate yourself in your head between naught and five, okay? Naught is you literally have no commitment at all. You know, you have a load of fanciful ideas, you kind of have a load of good intentions, but you don't follow through one iota on anything. Ten is you're like, you know, a dog with a bone. You're like a pit bull with a locked jaw. But once it locks on, nothing is going to prize that from your jaws. So just give yourself a quick check-in and ask yourself, where are you currently or where would you rate yourself currently between 0 and 10? And now we'll look at what's in that gap. So once you've got that number, you know, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, whatever it might be, okay, there's a reason you've scored yourself less than 10. There's a reason why you've scored yourself more than naught. So you've got an idea of where you sit on this scale. But more importantly, obviously, you're already starting to identify some gaps in that commitment. Otherwise, you would have scored yourself higher. So the question really is, is what's in the gap? What's in the gap between where you are now, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever it is, and having a 10 out of 10 commitment rating? So things I want you to think about is number one, it's having a crystal clear agenda. You see, if you don't have a crystal clear agenda, you can't possibly have huge commitment because the nature of what commitment is, you can only commit into certainty. You can only commit where you know what you're going for, you know what the returns are, and that gives your unconscious some real clarity to be able to unleash more of your resources on, in other words, your commitment to it. So you can't possibly commit to something that you don't know what you're committing to. Make sense? So ask yourself really simply, when you scale yourself as less than 10 or score yourself as less than 10 on this commitment rating, is it because actually you're not 100% crystal clear on what your agenda is, what it is you're actually going for, what it is you're trying to achieve? If, there, if that is true, there's a gap there for you. The next gap, potentially for you, is that you just don't have the conditioning of commitment. You haven't learned the power of commitment. You haven't trained yourself to commit to something. So I openly admit, up until, you know, very late into my life, I was an absolute commitment phobe. Whether that's in relationships or whether that's in terms of where I live, you know, I didn't own a house until you know, really quite recently. I didn't want to own anything because I didn't want to feel tied down. Um, Job-wise and that, I never really committed to a job. I never, you know, really put any roots down anywhere because I saw it as a trap. I saw it as something that opposed the freedom that I was fighting so hard for through my teens, my 20s, and well into my 30s. You know, I didn't want that, that feeling of being trapped or tied down and therefore, how could I possibly have any kind of degree of strong commitment? Because if I committed to something, I was trapped by that thing and that got in the way. So have a think for yourself, you know, is there any negative associations you might have with being committed to something? Because a lot of us do. Maybe you've been burnt in the past, you know. I know a lot of people where, you know, they get married. It doesn't go well for them, okay. The marriage breaks down. Uh, they get burnt and then therefore they no longer commit in future relationships. And of course, without that commitment to future relationships, history can very easily repeat itself again. 
with jobs. You know, you commit to an employer, you give everything you've got to a job, and then, you know, you get fired one day or let go one day, made redundant one day, and therefore you learn not to trust people in the future, and therefore you don't trust people. How can you commit to people? How could you commit to the job if you can't trust the business that you're that, that you're working for? So just ask yourself, you know, have you had any bad lessons in life that mean that you're actually, you know, you're, you're holding yourself back from that commitment? You know, or maybe, you, like I said earlier, you, you never learned to commit. You never, you know, you never learned the, the rewards of commitment. And therefore, you don't have the ability to commit because you've never learned to commit. It's nothing potentially blocking you like we just talked about. It might just be that you've not learned it or it might be that you've unlearned it through circumstances. So you can actually retrain yourself and condition yourself for commitment. But if you're trying to commit, you know, if you're a commitment phobe, you know, you've never learned how to commit to anything or you've had your fingers burnt and therefore you're reluctant to commit to anything, you're going to struggle to commit to something big and long term because it's going to feel like a trap or it's going to feel risky. It's going to feel like a threat and therefore you're going to have a resistance to that. So if you want to start to condition yourself for commitment, just start making small commitments to yourself. You didn't have to commit to anybody else. Just start making very small commitments. Live up to those commitments to yourself. Hold yourself accountable to those commitments. You'll start to feel good about that. You'll start to see the benefits of committing and more importantly, following through on that commitment. And then you'll start to get a, you know, a momentum behind it. And that's how we start to retrain ourselves, or we start to train ourselves up from scratch. Does this make sense? Another thing to look at is to look at your commitment potentially as a promise. So sometimes the word commitment can have, like I said, negative connotations or doesn't necessarily have any connotation to us. And therefore, you know, you don't really commit to anything because you don't really have a concept of what commitment is. Makes sense. So think of it as a promise. So when you commit to something, you're making a promise. So I always say there's multiple people or multiple things that you're often promising to when you make a commitment. Let's say, for example, you're making a commitment in your business to step up and do more sales, right? And therefore, you outline what that commitment is. It could be one day a week. It could be a couple of half days. It might be a certain amount of activity every day, whatever it might be for you. And when you make that commitment, you're actually making yourself promise to it. It's a promise to yourself. So... You make that commitment, I'm promising to myself that I will honor the promise that I've just made. Make sense? So I'm honoring a promise that I've made to myself. Also, there's a promise that you're making to your business, which is the promise to give your business the opportunity to grow, to give your business the opportunity to be all it can be. You're also making that promise to everybody else that's involved in that outcome. So if you're family are going to benefit from you doing that sales activity, you're also making that promise to them. If it's staff, if it's anybody else, your customers, your clients, whenever you're making that commitment, you're making promises. You're making promises to yourself, your promises to your business, your promises to your family, maybe your friends, and you're also making a promise to anyone else involved in the business. And of course, you're making a promise to your prospects, your clients, your potential clients. And when you think of it as a promise, most of us learn to never break a promise. So much so that actually we still do it to this day as well-formed adults. You say, yeah, I'll do it. Don't worry. And then somebody says to you, promise. And then you could just promise and break the promise. You could just promise and be lying. But for most of us, we really struggle 
to break a promise. So actually, instead of making that promise, what we do is we kind of refuse to make the promise. Make sense? We still do it now as adults, don't we? Right? You know, if you don't trust your partner 100% to do something, you say to them, promise me. Or you say to your kids, promise me. And we've all been trained and we train our kids and, you know, our parents trained us that basically you never break a promise. So therefore, we never make a promise that we can't keep. So when you start thinking about a commitment, think of a commitment as a promise. And then you'll start to realize that a commitment is a promise that you must keep. And therefore, you do not make your commitment lightly. And you're much better off not committing to something and not being committed to it than actually committing to something and not being committed to it. It's much better to be completely honest with yourself. So when you see commitment as an absolute promise, not just to yourself, but to everyone else involved and the business itself, it starts to hold you automatically accountable. And then the pressure's on a little bit and then you start to deliver. But again, start small. Okay, number two, we talked about focus. Focus being the second part of intent. So focus, again, is something I've referred to the prism that focuses the light. And in the focusing of that light, you turn it into a laser that can cut through steel. It's incredibly powerful. Focus is an unbelievable force for tapping into potency and power. So, you know, if you take, you know, Niagara Falls, for example, and I think this was an analogy I heard someone talking about a laser. A laser is like taking Niagara Falls and pushing it through a water pistol. So if you imagine taking the whole of Niagara Falls, shoving it through a water pistol, you can see the power that that has. Now that water, when it's in the lake, is like light in the room. It is completely passive. You're, you can swim in the lake, Lake Erie, you can go for a little swim, sail your boat. It's very tranquil, it's very chilled out. Then as it starts to approach the waterfall, it starts to get focused. So if you've ever seen Niagara Falls, there's a huge amount of force in Niagara Falls even though the lake itself is at peace, because it's the focusing of that water into a narrow stream that turns it into this incredibly powerful waterfall. Well, now you take that waterfall, shove it through a water pistol, now you've got something like a laser beam that could cut through steel. So to the degree that you can focus on your objectives and the degree that you can focus on what it is you're trying to achieve and what it is you're there to do, then the more powerful you're going to be. So you take that big lake of energy, the time, money, and energy resources that I'm referring to, you focus them a bit, you get Niagara Falls. Focus them extremely, you get a laser beam. So once again, I want you to score yourself between 0 and 10. 0 is you are distracted by everything and anything. You have a complete lack of ability to stay focused on anything. 10, you are like a sniper through the telescope. You know, you keep your eye on something and you do not take it off. Score yourself 0 to 10. And let's have a little look at what's in that gap. Because if you've scored yourself a six, you know there's something in the gap, right? You've probably got some clarity already, but let's see how we can actually start to plug those gaps. So when we're looking at focus, there's a few things that go in there. I talked about crystal clear agenda with commitment. It's also the same with focus. You want to have a crystal clear agenda. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I in business? Why am I in this sales meeting? What am I trying to achieve? What's my purpose for this action? All that stuff gives you focus. The next thing I want you to think about is have a look at things like bringing in tools that can help you focus. So bring in like diaries, have a diary, right? And don't have a diary that's this crazy to-do list that's impossible to do. Have a focused diary, 
I sometimes refer to to-do lists, I call them today lists. So a to-do list is a bucket that you throw every thought you have and all the wishes and dreams and hopes of what you want to achieve goes into your to-do list. Your today list is a handful of things, maybe just one thing that you're going to do today that's going to move your agenda forward. But you can't do that, of course, until you've got the agenda. So maybe you look at bringing in a today list. One thing, two things, three things maybe that you're definitely going to do. Come back to the commitment. I'm going to commit to these one, two, three things, and I'm going to do those one, two, three things. Nothing major, nothing massive, but three things that move everything forward. Make sure you've got plans. Make sure you have a strategy for following. You see, if you don't have a plan to follow, you can't possibly be the focused. It's like if I'm going out in my car and I have an idea of where I want to get to, so I have a clarity maybe of where I'm heading to, Derby, for example, but I don't have a roadmap to get there or a plan of how to get there, it's going to weaken my ability, it's going to weaken my intent, which is what this is obviously the second part of. I can't go out there and be really effective and forceful with my execution of getting to Derby if I don't really have a map or a plan or a route for how I'm going to get to Derby. Other things you can think about is your external environment. So think about an environment that has too much going on. You know, the kids coming in, the TV's on, the radio's on, you've got dogs in the house, cats in the house, you know, a husband or wife that comes in and out. You've got, you know, deliveries being made all day long. You've got noisy neighbors, whatever it might be, right? You've got an environment that just doesn't suit you or doesn't help you or assist you in being focused. So think about having an environment that helps that. The best environment, by the way, is the one where you are in basically a, a box on your own. You know, we spent all the 80s tearing down the offices and making them open plan. It's been proven now you are much more effective in a closed door environment. Now, that doesn't necessarily give you the stimulation you want. It doesn't give you the interactions that you need in order to really fire at your best. But in terms of your best performance, you do it best when you're in a box. Okay, that box doesn't have to be literally in a box. It can be, you know, out in the garden. It can be in an office. You can even be like, you know, a coffee shop if there's a quiet corner and there's not too much distraction going on. So think about an environment that helps you to be focused. So again, when you're looking at your score, you know, these are just some of the things you can bring in to help boost up that score, to help you become more focused. The last one we're looking at today, the last part of intent is discipline. So commitment is that promise you make at the beginning. Focus is you keeping your eye on the target at all times. Discipline is the following through. Okay, discipline is doing it even when you don't want to do it. Discipline is doing the stuff that you need to do, even though there's a hundred other things that you could be doing or maybe even should be doing. So have a little think for yourself and score yourself again between 0 and 10. 0 is you have no discipline at all. You lack the ability to have any degree of discipline at all. And 10 is, I don't know, you're like a, a military drill sergeant, incredibly disciplined. So score yourself between 0 and 10. And again, let's have a look at what's in the gap and what you might be able to do in order to plug that gap. So number one, I'm here to say again, discipline is something that we learn, okay? Some of us, we just didn't have good teachers on discipline. Also, you know, discipline is something that can sometimes be, you know, instilled in us. When I used to teach all my martial arts and, you know, my, my kickboxing clubs, we used to get a lot of parents bringing their younger children to some of the sort of the kids' classes 
because they knew the power of their kid being disciplined, right? And, you know, martial arts is an incredibly disciplined environment and therefore it teaches some really good skills. And therefore, you know, as a human being, as an adult, you have this ability to, to have some discipline, you know, some self-control, but also to be able to hold yourself accountable over longer periods of time to actually achieving an outcome. And it's been shown, right, that this is one of the core ingredients of overall success, the ability to not get distracted by the short-term reward, but to actually be disciplined and focused over a long enough period of time so that the rewards massively increase, they magnify. It's a bit like investing your money. Rather than spending, you know, a thousand pounds on the latest iPhone, you put a thousand pounds in long-term investment. So now with the iPhone, you're, you know, a thousand pounds worse off straight away and the product's depreciating instantly. You know, you can sell it on eBay for like 650 quid the day you bought it for a thousand pounds or whatever it might be. And actually the thousand pounds that sits in the background, you leave it in there for 20 years, that thousand pounds worth 10,000 pounds, for example, with compound interest. So they've shown this is a core ingredient, a key ingredient to success, okay, is the ability to be patient and the ability to put effort in today that rewards later and to not pull those rewards out too early. That's discipline. So you can train yourself and condition yourself to be disciplined just like you can with your commitment and your promises. Start small, small little things. Don't sit there and say, right, I'm going to run every day. I'm going to run a marathon. Don't do that. Make the commitments you're making, small commitments. I've already said to you, the one, two or three things maybe a day and then the discipline to do them no matter what. It's 5.30, you want to go home, but you do it anyway. It's nine o'clock at night, you forgot about doing them you know, you're settling down for the evening or for your night bath and you're about to go to bed, whatever it might be, but you committed to these one, two, three things. You forgot them. You, you know, drop focus for a little while. The discipline is to do them anyway. And when you start to instill discipline in yourself, you will feel good about yourself. The discipline is what's going to enable you to stay true to your promise, to stay true to your word, to stay true to that commitment that you made. The next thing is you need to say no. Simple to say, hard to do, I know, but you need to say no to things that are not in alignment with what it is you're trying to achieve. You need to say no to the distractions. And it's gonna be really hard sometimes, especially if you're a people pleaser, like my good self, it can be so hard to say no. It can be almost painful or even painful to say no. But if you're not saying no to things, you're probably saying yes to everything. And if you're saying yes to everything, you can't be focused on anything. So you need to say no to the things that are getting in the way. You need to say no to the things that are going to distract you from that commitment, distract you from that agenda that you ultimately are executing against. You also need to be willing to hold yourself accountable or you need to be willing to enable or allow other people to hold you accountable to your commitment. Accountability is the secret sauce. It's the special ingredient that sits behind goal achievement. So even if you set your goals, have plans and strategies for achieving the goals, you have, you know, you make them time-based, you put a completion date in there, you have a plan for achieving them, you still only got a 50% chance of achieving a goal. The moment that you commit to someone else and you allow them and they hold you accountable to that commitment, your chances of succeeding in goals goes up to 95%. This was a survey that was done by, I think it's the American Institution of Education and something and something, right? But basically, 45% of goal achievement is down to making that commitment to a third person and then enabling that third person to hold you accountable 
to what you said you were going to do. The last thing is really simple. You want to have a never say die, never say no attitude. You want to be that pit bull with the bone in its locked jaws. You don't want to let go of something. And you can train that, but you want to train it over, you know, relatively longer periods of time. I don't mean like years and years and years, but you want to make a commitment to yourself to train yourself over a period of time with small increments to those commitments. So if you're not going to the gym five days a week for two hour sessions, then, you know, to commit to that is going to be insane. The chances are you may do it for a day, you may do it for a week, but you won't have the discipline to follow it through or you'll make the commitment, the promise, it's way too big and you won't even get started. So, you know, if you're struggling to even get your ass down the gym, if you're struggling to get started, you know, running, for example, start with tiny commitments, you know, like get my trainers on and just just shuffle up the road as far as I want to go. Nothing more than that then hold yourself accountable to doing it or have someone else hold you accountable to doing it and see it through. Very quickly, momentum builds like this. You know, I always say the hardest part of a training session is the getting through the door of the gym. The hardest part of the run is getting your trainers on. Once you start running, once you start moving, once you start lifting weights, sales is picking up the phone for that first sales call. Once the phone's picked up, once the number's dialed, once they start talking to you, it's a piece of piss. Networking. The hardest part of networking is getting through the doors of networking where you feel like you're going to a party that nobody invited you to, you know? It's that moment of walking in. That's the hardest part. So make your commitments small but powerful. It could be to just do a run, just get to the gym, just go to networking. Don't try and make huge commitments and promises that you're ultimately going to break because then you're conditioning yourself and training yourself to have even less intent, to have even weaker intent. So if you scored quite low on any of these, commitment, focus, and discipline, you're not going to be able to go from a three to a 10. And if you scored low across the board, let's say, you know, under five, so five and under across the board as an average, you can't go from five to 10. It's too much. It's too big. You know, you want to go from a five to a six or a seven, from a seven to an eight, an eight to a nine, a nine to a 9.5 to a 9.8 to a 9.9. It might be possible to get to 10, I don't know. But you get what I'm saying, it's increments. Too many people, they say, right, you know, the new year, the new year's coming and their resolution is, I'm going to lose eight stone, I'm going to run a marathon, I'm going to do, I'm going to make a thousand phone calls a day. You know, they, they overcommit and therefore they break that commitment, they break that promise and it actually weakens their intent, not just in that moment, but over time they become someone that lacks intent and they lack commitment, they lack focus, they lack discipline, and it gets worse and worse and worse to the point where they literally don't commit to anything, they don't even try and focus on everything, and they have no discipline, and they're okay with that. And like me, they'll sell themselves as a free spirit. The truth is, they lack commitment, they lack focus, they lack discipline, and uh, therefore, they lack intent. And if you lack intent, you lack power, as simple as that. So if you scored low, I've given you some ideas here. Work on those areas, boost them up. You need intent, I promise you. And if you missed episode 70, Monday's episode, if you want more or greater clarification on why it's so important that you have intent, go and listen to that session right now. That should be all that's needed to convince you. Boost your intent, power up your intent, and you will have more power in the world. You'll be more powerful in achieving your gender, achieving your goals, achieving your outcomes, you'll be more of a potent force for whatever it is that you are trying to achieve. 
Last one, guys. I will see you on Friday where we will have our final installment on this little mini season where we're looking at intent and power. I'll see you on Friday. In between that time, if you haven't yet done the six-figure fast track, get yourself on that straight away. You are missing out. It's my webinar. It's my masterclass on how to take your five-figure service-based business, maybe doing you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, maybe even 60,000 in revenue, and how to take that to 100K or more in the next 12 months or less. It's at biggerbrightboulder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll put the link in the descriptions as well. Get yourself on that. I'll see you on Friday. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Oh, 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 oh,